Genesis 1.31 says that on the sixth day, God saw everything that he had made, and behold, it was very good. Let me welcome you, therefore, to Very Good Christian Podcast. Join Blair Davis and me, Sean Fowler, as we think through and discuss various aspects of faith, culture, the church, and every other topic that has ever, at any time, moseyed its way into the mind of man such as the perfect length for a beard. That being said, enjoy the show. Hello. Welcome. To this installment of Very Good Christian Podcast, I am Sean the Fowler. I am Davis, comma, Blair, A. Nice. We're glad to have you with us. We're getting into, I think, an important conversation today. Uh, we are talking about a certain Christian platitude that has been repeated for a fairly long period of time. Uh, I'm familiar with it. I actually would have repeated this many times several years ago, and it has to do with religion and relationship, and you know what it is. It's that Christianity, it's not a religion, Mm-mm. it's a relationship. Mm. Come on, people, get with the program. Sounds nice. It sounds beautiful. But is it correct? And you're probably assuming that I'm going to say no, but you d- just don't jump to conclusions just yet. Let's uh, let's chat about it though. So yes. we have religion and we have relationship. Uh, th- this term religion, it, obviously in this saying, religion is painted in a negative light. So my question is, why is religion a bad thing? Why do people think religion or religious is negative? Blair, please give me the entire history of how this word came to have such a negative connotation. Um, I mean, gosh, I don't know. I think that <laughs> the the term religion is almost associated with, with missing the point that Jesus was trying to form a relationship. Um, yep. Because you have him kind of bumping heads, not kind of, he was bumping heads with the religious leaders, and they were so focused on the religion and the religious stance and the religious attitude that they missed Jesus. Okay. And so at least where I'm standing, that, that seems to be it. You know, you say you don't want to be religious and that, or, you know, people don't want to follow a religion. And so it kind of makes Jesus sound more palatable. Yeah. It's interesting that you go back to the example of the Pharisees. Cause one thing I wonder about this is, well, was the word religion always, did it always have some sort of negative aspect to it? Or is this a, a more modern phenomenon? Mm-hmm. And I do think if that's where you happen to be flipped open to, when James in, in chapter one of his epistle brings up, you know, you if you think you're religious, mm-hmm. yada, yada, I'm wondering, is that? A perhaps a little bit of a negative connotation of that term. So I don't know. Should we read just that that passage and let us? Great. Yeah. <laughs> this is James chapter one, verse twenty six. 
If anyone thinks he is religious and does not bridle his tongue but deceives his heart, this person's religion is worthless. Religion that is pure and undefiled before God? The Father is this, to visit orphans and widows in their affliction, and to keep oneself unstained from the world. All right, so if someone thinks that he's religious, but he doesn't bridle his tongue, this person's religion is worthless. Mm. Now, that that is, like, obviously, even in the time of, you know, the apostles and the brother of the Lord, there was at least some sort of sentiment that being religious could be a bad thing or it could be talked about negatively. So it's like, well, well what is that? Well, I don't know. I guess it, it seems like it's when you think that you've got it all together, mm-hmm. when you think that you're right before the Lord, but really you're all kinds of messed up, mm-hmm. that maybe that's what James is talking about here as far as like thinking you're religious. Yeah. Um, but maybe even back then in antiquity, 2000 years ago, there was some sort of aspect of you can think you're religious some sort of self-righteousness, maybe a connection there. Yes. Um, I think the term, <clears throat> I'm, no, I'm no scholar or historian in this, but yeah, it would just seem that when he says, if you think you're religious, it would, I guess you could interchange it with spiritual um, because you figure James is writing to these new Christians, well, who were Jews, but... You oh, know, yeah, they, he, he would have had Jewish Christians in mind, yeah. sure. And so there, the people, I mean, I know that there were Jews that were wondering if they should still follow the law or if they should still keep certain aspects. And there was a big contention there um, yep. throughout the New Testament about whether or not that's the case. Um, so that I, I don't know if that was involved or if the religion in general is just, yeah, if you think you're spiritual, if you think, if you think you're keeping this religion so well, then this and and specifically too it's and you you, you run off you run your mouth mm-hmm. all the time or, or whatever like like yeah. you're not being careful with your speech mm-hmm. so he's he is specifically connecting it to that and then he talks at much more length in chapter 3 about the importance of bridling your tongue mm-hmm. but also it's important to note that he's not slamming the idea of being religious because he tells us that there is a pure and undefiled religion mm-hmm. that is possible that we want exactly that he is promoting mm-hmm. so to take care of orphans and widows mm-hmm. and to keep oneself unstained from the world mm-hmm. so certainly an emphasis on action on action over speech right yeah yeah, running your mouth about how great you are, maybe, or it could, I guess it could have been negative, but even with just if you think you're religious and um, viewing that in a negative way, it still seems that viewing yourself as religious is something that you would want. Mm-hmm. So you you view, you do view yourself as religious, and that's still, a, at least to the reader, that's a good thing. He's not saying that, you know, in that it's a negative way, but... um. It seems that being religious is something to be is something to be attained. Exactly, but we're probably not wanting to ascribe it to ourselves. Like, if yeah, you're, yeah. If you're really concerned 
to be like, yeah, I'm definitely religious. You're probably not in the right yeah, spot as far it. as being religious <laughs> goes. The mm-hmm. good way of being religion is living it out mm-hmm. and not talking so much about it or, or whatever it is, in whatever way you're speaking in an mm-hmm. unchristian way. Yeah. It's closing that mouth. And, and, and uh, James talks about this a lot, right? He says, let everyone be um, slow to speak, mm-hmm. right? Quick to hear, slow to speak, and slow to anger, right? For the anger yeah. of man does not produce the righteousness of God. That's an emphasis of his. It, good, like perennially good advice mm-hmm. from him. Now, we talked a little bit about the book of James in, in this ancient context. What about today? Today, if a non-Christian uses the word religious to, to, to describe somebody, I mean, it can be neutral, like, oh, my coworker so-and-so, yeah, that person's religious. They, like, go to church a lot and stuff. It could be mm. neutral, but it also certainly could be negative. I think yeah. largely the world would view being religious as a negative thing. Yeah. Well, why? Like, is it the same thing, like, as to why it's viewed negatively by the world if someone is religious or, or they think they're religious? I don't know. What do you think? Good question. <laughs> um, That's right. I didn't give you any. I didn't let you know what I was going to say. I'm just no. trying to just drop the hammer with these questions. Yeah. <laughs> um, gosh, I think from that worldly perspective, calling somebody religious is just kind of almost boasting that you're not more than insulting someone else. Don't wouldn't you think? Well, I'm just I'm just trying to uh, make sure I, I get what you're saying. Um, so who's boasting that they're not? Is is the is the is the person the, the, of the worldly? World? Yeah, the worldly person would. I guess if you're not religious, you're free. You know, so okay. like that person's religious. I'm not religious. I just believe whatever I believe. I I take from this. Like I believe everyone goes to heaven. Uh, there's not a religion that necessarily says that, but that's what I think. And, you know, mm-hmm. so they, they think they're free to because they think, you know, about this, but then they take from this to support that as opposed. But when they say it's a religious person, I guess it's someone that ascribes themselves to a certain faith and sure. not necessarily Christianity, uh, but really any. Sure. You know, if you have a hardcore Buddhist that you're working with, you'd probably still call them religious. Yeah. And I think that if it's being ascribed in a negative way, it's probably, I think it is similar to this idea of viewing the person as Mm self-righteous. Like they're religious. They think they're better than us, Mm -hmm. you know, because whatever, they're living this certain way. Or Mm -hmm. I think there's obviously the stereotype of the judgmental Christian. Yeah. They're just you know, judging all of us and, mm-hmm. and that sort of thing. Or they think that, oh, you got to have Jesus as your Lord and Savior to go to heaven, right? That's like judgmental. It's it's bigoted. And so it's, mm-hmm. They're just religious, kind of a sense of like perhaps self-righteous. Now, is that accurately um, attributed to a Bible-believing Christian? Well, I mean, it could be, yeah. but not necessarily. Yeah, there's people that read their, like that believe what the Bible says and try to walk out that in their lives but they're judgmental because that's something that they're working through sure you know sure i i would probably i wouldn't consider myself out to judge people but i can see why even my tone might come off judgmental even if mm-hmm. i don't intend it to just to give, give a little bit of leniency to some people i can definitely see the people that are judgmental 
Um, I, I have seen it. I'm not saying it's true, but I have seen it directed towards people that were Catholic. Yeah. That, that you, you ask them to go to church, but they won't go unless it's a Catholic service. Or, mm-hmm. You know, but they also haven't gone in six years or however many years. Um, sure, so, sure. so I do see that in my experience aimed at Catholic people when you call them religious because they kind of they can name the markers that you have to hit or that they have hit. Um, and mm-hmm. I guess I see it within the the Protestant church just not as much because it seems that the people that I've worked with and the people that I've talked to about the subject or when that term they're really religious comes up, it's kind of to write somebody else off. Yeah. And it, and it seems that when, when someone's a Protestant and they're happy, <laughs> at least, you know, when I was working, people wanted to ask my opinion on things and it felt good. And I, I think it felt good for them because I wasn't coming off in a religious the way that they were viewing the word, I, I suppose. Yeah. And because it's also used like in intra Christian group as mm-hmm. well, where certain Christians are considering other Christians as religious. Yeah. Uh, have you experienced some of that? Yes. Yep. Yeah. And I definitely have experienced that big time, especially when I was in the very charismatic circles. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, th- it would be brought up a lot. Yeah, like any, the religious anybody... spirit would be talked about, and mm-hmm. it would be various things would be ascribed to the the religious spirit. Yeah. Anyone, it, not anyone, but I've I've witnessed for myself. Yeah, that kind of issue where if someone challenges anything within the church, and some of it's justified, and some of it's not. You know, as things are, it's not black and white. For you know, it's not it's not always one way. But I've definitely seen people challenge something or even just ask questions they're being critical of something yeah yeah thinking critically or acting critically and being called a pharisee and saying you have this mindset of a pharisee and i guess when when it's your head pastor saying that i think no matter what the situation you should look inwardly first before saying oh they called me a pharisee you know but yeah especially you know there's not a lot of submission and there's not a lot of um emphasis on church hierarchy in a lot mm-hmm. of Protestant faith or not in a lot of them, but in, in a decent sure. amount, it seems there's kind of an emphasis on the everyday so-and-so is the pastor and he's one of us and he does this. And so when you're presented that way, at least I think it can, it can start to make it easier to challenge their authority as your pastor. Oh, definitely. There's a much lower view of spiritual authority mm-hmm. or ecclesial authority in our context, definitely. Even even in higher church settings, mm-hmm. there's going to be a, a lower view than there would have been in high church settings like 100 years ago. Or mm-hmm. two, you know, absolutely. Um, and w- when that word is, is, is used today, you know, religious among Christians... Like what I found was, especially in the very charismatic congregation, uh, the, there would there would be mention eventually of people who are religious or the religious spirit basically quenching the spirit. That that'd be the idea of it. Mm-hmm. Is that religion is hypocritical, is just kind of negative, 
and wants to maybe stick to the way things are, mm-hmm. like not leaving room for the spontaneity of the Holy Spirit, that sort of a thing. Mm-hmm. And yeah, would be would just be brought up a lot, kind of largely a straw man argument, you know. But mm-hmm. what you said, I just want to reiterate that because that is important. It is sometimes used as this way to evade criticism. And it's tough because it's true. You can be hypercritical as a Christian and just tear apart everything and think every sermon is garbage and think that, you know, everyone who isn't you has got it wrong <laughs> and, and be, be that way. And that's bad. That's sinful. But the opposite extreme is also very bad. Mm-hmm. And I've definitely been in those environments where it's like the, almost the only sin that's preached against is being judgmental. Mm-hmm. You know, and but what it, and, and of course, to be judgmental in that extreme version is sin, but simply to weigh things against scripture, to ask questions, to be critical at all isn't necessarily a sin. Mm-hmm. The Bible itself tells us to weigh things, yeah. Uh, like when it, when it comes to prophecy, first Thessalonians 5, the apostle Paul tells us to weigh, um, you know, weigh everything and you hold fast to what is good. Um, so it's important for us not simply to ascribe, oh, that's religious mm-hmm. just because we don't like it, <laughs> you know, exactly. And we, and, and, and because there's critique involved, mm-hmm. we'll actually do some introspective stuff. Actually look at what you were teaching, you know, look at what's being critiqued. Perhaps the critique is valid because sometimes we're wrong, mm-hmm. you know, and it's tough when you, we want to be. I know what it's like to want to be right all the time. Definitely. <laughs> Don't but we all? Sometimes we are wrong. Mm. So yeah, being religious in the Christian community, it also makes me think, and I don't know if, I don't think we want to go too far into this because this could be its own discussion, but just that other, you know, basically another sort of platitude is that I'm spiritual, not religious. <laughs> that yeah. one. Um, which that's an interesting phrase like so how do you know how do we parse that out what does that even mean what do you think i think that's another podcast entirely oh yeah no definitely yeah just give me a sentence or two please it is silly (laughs) uh when i think of that the i'm not religious i'm spiritual i don't there's so many thoughts that go through my head immediately is first. The first thing I think about for some reason is the like new age Wiccans. Okay. Or at least girls that, um, and guys, but mostly the, the girls that have tapestries in their room and they basically just kind of smoke the, the giggle bush and light incense and, listen to whatever and that it's like this spiritual experience and they kind of try to have spiritual experience through drug use and Mm -hmm. i mean i did not partake in that lifestyle to be clear but i have met and had conversations at length and you know through job employment and just people that i've met through other people that have acted that way so that might be why i draw that that conclusion. Yeah. Um, but that's kind of the first place my head goes. And then usually secondly is just, so they're not Christian then. 
Yeah. <laughs> that, and of course, that's just repeated by so many people. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of old news at this point. But in, in that um, example, religious is, of course, also a negative. Mm-hmm. Spiritual is positive. And I think it's just basically someone who does believe in God or some sort of spiritual yeah, reality. Yeah, like, a, like an, ab- an abstract God, not Yahweh it, God. It could be, oh, yeah, but but they, they can believe in God, but then it's not the true God. You yeah, know yeah. what I'm saying? And they, yeah, believe in God, want to be spiritual in some sort of way, but are mm-hmm. completely unwilling to admit that any sort of pre-existing religion has it right. Okay. You know? And so, so I, I want to believe in God. I want to be spiritual. I want to think that there's a heaven and that I'm going to go there, but I'm just completely uninterested in following any sort of rules that there might be, or, or just admitting that any holy book, let's say the Bible mm-hmm. is authoritative or to have anybody speak into my life authoritatively. Mm-hmm. I just, I, I want to do it my way. Yeah. It's, it's basically, you know, creating a false God in one's mind. Uh, you know, quite similar to that. But yeah, so anyway, spiritual, not religious. Maybe spiritual and religious. Mm. I don't know. Now, I did want to bring up a... I mean, it probably was a tweet, but I saw it on Facebook. And it was something that Timothy Keller said. Mm-hmm. Little, little, Two little pithy statements that I like. Um... If I'm super critical of it, I could pick it apart, but I won't do that. I won't sin in that way. But uh, Timothy Keller, he is a famous pastor, really bright dude, has written some great books, Mm. and he's pastor, uh, I don't know if he still is, I'm assuming he is, but in Manhattan. I think it's called Redeemer Presbyterian Church. Mm. I would say, too, I've I've heard his name in any church I've been in, so... Okay. It's just interesting. I probably have one of his books that I haven't read. But he's just someone that I've been recommended, someone people have recommended to me a lot. And so he seems widely respected across denominational boundaries. Yeah. And I'm saying that before you read me the quote. Yeah, definitely. And so let me read this. He said, religious people find God useful. Christians find God beautiful. Thoughts. I hate it. He's a heretic. He's even... Um, Wow. Surprising. Well, first things first, religion is bad in that quote. It is negative. And can I just say, I've been sitting on this for a while. Jesus himself said in Matthew, you know, he he talked about the first and and great commandment and, you know, love your neighbor as yourself and... um, or the, the second is like it, you shall love your neighbors yourself, and said this is true religion. So I I just, I need to say it because some some people that listen that might be more or less mature than others in the Christian stream will say, well, G- what did Jesus say about it? And so Jesus yeah. is, Jesus used the word religion in a context that you want to attain. You know, mm-hmm. this is how you have true religion. So just to be right there. Okay. Um, yeah, I just I just get angry after a certain point when religion is used that like in a negative way because again Jesus is telling us how to have good religion or, or true or pure religion, mm-hmm. different words. Um I just 
I can see how I can see where he's coming from. I think, um, in my head, I just picture that, um, unfortunately, again, I picture kind of a Catholic perspective of doing all the right things and then getting into heaven. And so God is useful as in, I will do these things because if I follow this procedure, I get into heaven and I want to be into heaven. So things that get me into heaven is, is useful. Yes. Um, I get stuff from God in some way. Yeah. And so that's, again, that's my, that's my fault and my bias for immediately thinking about Catholics. But I just think about the kind of system that I assume there if, is. If someone has a works-based mindset for salvation, which mm. really... Could a lot be anybody. Of, a lot of people that don't go to church, but do believe in God mm -hmm. and don't really have any connection to scripture. If you were to ask them, like, does God exist? Yeah, sure. Is heaven? Yes. And how do you get to heaven? Well, by being a good person. Mm -hmm. That's that, you know, it's, it's a works based uh, yeah. idea of salvation. Very common, mm -hmm. unfortunately. Yeah. But then, and then the second part, Christians find God beautiful. Christians find God beautiful. Again, I mean. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It's, you can see the beauty in God, I guess is, and that's all you read or was there an explanation? No, just oh. those two statements. I just, I'm just wondering if he is, well, he's definitely differentiating the two religious oh, sure. people and Christians. Uh, I suppose it's, it might be his take on if you can push past, um, religious stigma and and become a you know what once you find there to be beauty in god or you see how beautiful god is then you are a, then you're a christian i yep yep i it's just very vague so i was hoping that was the start and then he had some sort of explanation yeah and what 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 i think he is uh, referencing and so let me say this stuff and then i'll get your thoughts yeah. uh, it'll probably be helpful is there there is a he uh, you know i'm sure he's you know thoroughly read philosophical works and that sort of stuff and in the in the western tradition but especially going back in greek philosophy there are there is this ascription to um to to, to god or like the divine idea the one mm -hmm. um that god is the good the true and the mm -hmm. beautiful and that's something that comes especially from the writings of Plato, but that the ultimate goal of our spiritual like yearnings is to get to God. And mm -hmm. he is good, true, and beautiful. Capital letters for all okay. of those, uh, the first letter mm -hmm. in those words. So we've got Christians looking at God as beautiful setting our gaze on him he's the end mm -hmm. that we seek yeah whereas if you find god useful god is a means not an okay end. yeah god is a means to an end it's almost you're glorifying the idea of heaven and not god's presence like god you know heaven is alluring because god is present because there is no death no sickness no pain wiping away every tear you know all that so i think people associate that with heaven because that's how heaven is, is described however it's it's god that separates himself from sin that makes things that way 
Sure. And it's also, it's also, um, idolizing your own happiness because mm. the idea is like, well, I'm going to be happy in heaven. I'm, there's not going to be anything to cry about. Mm. There's, there's not going to be any pain. There's, there's going to be nothing negative. Mm. And I can get there by confessing Jesus as Lord and Savior, mm-hmm. by saying a prayer. Or and something. then Jesus will get me there. And so, but also earthly things as well, coming to God, praying for some sort of breakthrough in a particular situation. Like if you're pri- you primarily come to God and call yourself a Christian because you want some sort of material blessing, mm-hmm. that would be a similar thing that you're using him. Like I, I'm sure I live for God, but it's like, what's the actual reason? Do you love him? Do mm-hmm. you find him desirable supremely? Mm-hmm. Is he the one that you're going after? Or is it more so the blessings, the things that he's going to give you potentially? Sure. And it's the blessings in this life, generally speaking, that people are seeking after. Exactly. And not to go on a, a tangent that's not uh, related, but the, the, the prosperity preaching. So mm-hmm. God wants you to be rich now kind of stuff that... Again, may, for some people, maybe, but not, you know, it's to have a, a kingdom mindset and an eternity mindset, you know, you want to get to God. You know, if, if, if I say this because it's not happening, but I like to think at least that if I, if I knew I was going to, to be with God in the next life, but I had to just suffer the rest of my life, you know, like. The, the next 50, 60 years of suffering, and then then I, I'm with God, I, I like to say that I would take it and not be prosperous within the world. But, I mean, who knows if that's true. But I just think, yeah, we have this mindset that God wants to do so much in this life. And that's true. God wants to work in this life. Um, but it's through, it's, through, it's through us having, the again, a kingdom mindset and acting according to what he tells us to do but so we can be with him. It's not doing these things to, to, to get what we want. Yeah. And it's uh, not confusing the creator with the creation, elevating the creation to the level of creator, mm. where God has provided all of these, these things in life, whether it be food, whether it be uh, sex, mm-hmm. other things, that they, they're good in a certain context, mm-hmm. the context that God has for them. And so we can put our gaze on those things and they can be an end in themselves. But if we make these earthly things the end, they become idols. Mm-hmm. Or we can actually use them and actually interact with these different things in such a way that they're bringing us closer to God because we're enjoying them and we're giving glory to our creator who sure. made them and made us for our enjoyment. Mm-hmm. So there's this way of having them being almost like, you know, steps on the way to God in, in, in a sense, not like we're working our way towards him, but just you, this, this world, it, it's a gift from God in many ways, but our eyes have to be on him. Mm-hmm. So Anyway, that that's an interesting quote from him, but but a little bit it, it's related, but it's not exactly the same. The, the critique I would make of this is that the Bible also presents religion as being a possibly good thing, like we looked at in James, the pure yeah. and undefiled religion. He's using religious in a particular way, which I understand, but I think if the Bible uses a term in a positive way, at least sometimes, and our current 
uh, our current way in our context of speaking about that word is almost always negative. We should try to do something to rehabilitate it at least a <laughs> yeah. little bit. And I think we ought to do that with the word religious. And so there, here we are. Exactly. We're going to do it. <laughs> we are going to rehabilitate religion right now for the <laughs> the 30 of you, <laughs> but by faith, the 3,000 of you eventually. Uh, anyway, who, who are going to watch this, that it doesn't have to be a negative thing. It can be positive. Mm. True and undefiled religion is is this, to take care of the widow, the orphan, to, to, to reach out to the down and out. And I mean, how mm. much of that is just Jesus's heart. I mean, we read the gospels, look at the parables, my goodness, look at the people to whom he ministered, right? The outcasts. There's having this heart for, for the lowly, for those who are in need of help, mm -hmm. right? Having that on your heart, acting out on it, but also keeping yourself unstained from the world. Like mm -hmm. it's okay to be the member of a church. It's okay to like be religious in the sense that you participate in organized religion. Christianity is an organized religion. Mm -hmm. It's not just you and Jesus and, and you know, every other week watching a sermon online. That's not Christianity. Mm -hmm. Jesus, he, he founded the church mm -hmm. uh, in, in Matthew 16. He poured his Holy Spirit out on it in Acts chapter 2. He sent them to the ends of the earth and is still sending us out mm -hmm. in order to like further expand the church and raise up people mm -hmm. who, in whose heart uh, the, the Lord is going to reign. It's a good thing. And it's a good thing to be a part of that. Yeah. In that case, it's a good thing to be religious. Jesus' heart is for the down and out and... and uh the orphans and widows and it's not just it you know that's not new it's not jesus stepped up on the scene and that was a big deal and you know james didn't take that just from jesus this was throughout scripture god is you know that's that's in deuteronomy i think he met you know he mentions the serving the orphans and the widows reaching out to them and oh all over the place yeah in the and, pentateuch yeah and then like ezekiel mentions God's wrath because they haven't, you know, they turned their backs on the widows and, and, sure. and, and orphans. He talks about the ex, uh, extortion, suffering extort, um, sojourners are suffering extortion in your midst. The fatherless and the widow are wronged in you, you know? So it's, that's, you know, a, a quick quote that I, I had the page here, oh, but, yeah. but, but, um, yeah, just it's, it's God is, so he loves the down and out so much that when you wrong them, when you take advantage of those people, like his anger burns against you. And so to think that, you know, you earn your way or, you know, if you make a certain amount of money and give it to the church and that's like this kind of religious view is, you know, like you make, I pay my tithe or I give more than that. And I do these actions it's like God's God burns for the people that cannot do that, that have nothing to give. And it's, it's, it's us that have to pick them up, not pick ourselves up. Absolutely. And uh, I mean, we've done a decent job of rehabilitating religion to mm -hmm. some degree. <laughs> and just quickly, because we don't have much time, though, yeah. we ought to say something, though, about relationships. So we're yes. saying like eh, bashing religion isn't really the right thing to do. But what about relationship? Um is it indeed a relationship with Christ that we're seeking or that our religion ought to be? And I think absolutely, because <laughs> that's one of the things that is dis distinct about Christianity, that it's not so much 
about following a certain set of rules or it's or it's also it's not just believing a bunch of propositions mm-hmm. about God and mankind and Jesus, although that is part of it. Propositional faith, mm-hmm. that would be called, like that God created the world, ex nihilo, that, you know, all that stuff. That is part of the Christian faith, but it also is trusting in the person of Jesus Christ, that mm-hmm. he's actually alive yeah. and you are walking in his footsteps. You are following him. You're listening to him. He put his spirit inside of you. And yes, it's a unique thing that you have this relationship with your God that's supposed to be so much closer than any relationship you have with any other person Mm -hmm. on earth. And so I think the relationship emphasis, I mean, why do you think it's this dichotomy? It's not a religion. It's a relationship. Like, where did the emphasis on relationship arise mm-hmm. from? What I'm, what I'm wondering is, why is it this dichotomy? Like, mm-hmm. instead of like, it's not, it's not re- a religion. It's a spiritual thing. It's not. Um, a, but instead, it's been. It's called. It's not a religion. It's a relationship. Like. What was the deficiency that caused this outcry that said, no, we need relationship? You see what I'm saying? Yeah, I think it could have just been the idea, again, of religious actions or acting religiously over, I guess, the a lack of understanding that Jesus wants a relationship. So you kind of if you're if you're just acting out steps in any sort of program, you just kind of have a dead religion. You have I use the word. No, you have a dead church. You can have a spiritually dead church. And I think it's just people that lose sight of the fact that, you know, again, as you said, Jesus came here in the flesh to commune with people. And then he sent his spirit. And, you know, the Bible describes it as the spirit intercedes intercedes for us um, with, with groans. So even when we can't express what we need, that God made a way for that to happen because relationship is so important. Yes. So having that relationship is more important than your actions or again, your kind of mindless reactions or your heartless reaction. Yeah. Kind of just wrote ritual. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's not in, engaged. Exactly. Sure. You're you've checked out, but you're still going through the motions. Mm hmm. That's probably where this cry for relationship and an emphasis on it came from mm-hmm. is because, you know, in, in like Christian communities where there's just a whole bunch of nominalism, mm-hmm. you know, simply going through the motions, not having your heart in it, not really living for God, going to the church because of a cultural affiliation, a familial affiliation, and not actually having hearts after the Lord Jesus. And so there at whatever point is this reaction against that it says, no, 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 no. This is not the way it's supposed to be. This is not what Jesus died in a cross for. Mm-hmm. And you have this emphasis on relationship. But I think what we've got is your classic throwing out of the baby yeah. with the bathwater. We've gone too far in the other direction. Mm. Oh, I'm spiritual and not religious. It's a relationship. It's not a religion. It's, you know, and then mm. we've lost sight of the importance of religion. Yeah. And it's, you're just reinventing a definition to what we want it to be to, to fit negative. Because 
dictionary definition right here. The service and worship of God or the supernatural. Second is a commitment or devotion to religious faith or observant. And oh, I think, man, that sounds terrible. <laughs> and oddly enough, it sounds both like those sound like Christianity to it me. It sounds like being a practicing Christian. Mm -hmm. What's wrong with that? Yeah, and that's your dictionary. So I think as Christians in the past, we made up our own definition of what religion is, decided we didn't want it. Um, I think it's also abused to the fact or to the extent that some people might use the term relationship to justify sin or to justify the way they're acting so they can be hyper spiritual and post a bunch of crazy quotes on Facebook about the way God intervened in their life to give them money or did something crazy, but they're, you know, living with their girlfriend that they're not married to or they're still you know smoking or doing whatever drug or you know they're li they're living out the world one way but they think they have this relationship because they still pray and i think that i don't think that was the initial intention but it certainly seems to be in a way what's what's being twisted into the christian faith now is it's a way to hide away like not wanting to come off judgmental not wanting to judge your your fellow congregants in your church or if you're a pastor not want to judge people in your congregation because they could have a relationship with jesus they're just and jesus is going to convict them so it's not your place because you don't want to sound religious but you know some people might think but really aren't hearing from god in that way and they need somebody who they do or should respect to step in and tell them it's wrong otherwise they're not going to know it is yeah, that that could, you know, describe some situations of people who would, you know, think that sort of way. But I think so many Christians would agree with that statement. It's not a religious relationship that it encapsulates a, a, yeah. a large portion. Also, those who are truly trying to li live for God. Yeah, it's, just, it's also something that's just repeated so much mm -hmm. that, you know, you could post a meme that says that and you get yeah. likes from all sorts well, but of people. Try who haven't really thought critically about the statement too, yeah. you know? But I think... But when we you, need to. Yeah, but when you say tr people trying to live for God, when you when you make the word religion an ugly word, trying to live for God can mean so many different things for different people. So, I know we're not spending yeah. too much time on the relationship aspect versus religion, but again, to not have the religious guideline, um, you're kind of lost... You don't you don't really know what living for God is. I, I I genuinely think that not I know there are certain people that use it's it's a widely accepted term. It's used all over the place, but it's it's used in large part I would say just by people that don't really understand the goodness of religion in its good context. And so that's correct. So that's why I named those certain bad situations because not to call people out, especially not by name or anything, but just to say that that's, that's what ends up happening. And, yeah. I and, just wanted to make the distinction that if someone believes that Christianity is not a religion, but a relationship, like they would repeat that and say, yeah, that's right. They're not necessarily in oh, sin sure, or sure. approving of people who are in sin. They might be like, you know, living a super holy life and still agree with that sentiment, mostly because they have not thought critically about oh, okay, it. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. But they're certainly that concept mm. of putting all the emphasis on relationship 
and it could be like a hyper grace sort of thing as well, where it's like, mm. oh, oh, well, you know, if you're if you're emphasizing holy living, then they're going to write you off as legalistic or something. Sure. And it's it's all about relationship, man. And it's not like God's not really holding us to a standard. Mm -hmm. There's absolutely there's going to be people in that camp mm -hmm. who tout this uh, mantra or whatever. Yeah. Having said all that, Blair, uh, it, Christianity is it a religion? Or is it a relationship? Well, which is it? I won't cop out this time. You you can't have a... Re I don't think you can have a relationship without the religion. Oh, sure. And so I'd say Christianity is a religion, and we need to stop using the word religion as so, so nasty. Absolutely. Like, the relationship comes with the religion. It's it's a false dichotomy yeah. to say, is it either this or that? This is not a binary situation. Mm -hmm. um, and it's a it's it's both. Yeah. Both and Christianity, a religion and a relationship. Do it. Do both things at one time. You can do it. Um, anyway, it's been good to have you guys with us. Um, you are awesome. If you've mm -hmm. watched all the way to the end, I am going to personally send you a package of circus peanuts. So please comment with your address. Uh, <laughs> your address. And uh, yeah, you know, just dox yourself. Why not? Yeah, it's been great to have you. Please do all of the things. Share, mm -hmm. subscribe, tell, tell your mom about this podcast. Yes. Yeah. And hopefully in the future we will have more audio only things or if you... If you only watch our videos, just be aware that we can be presented in an audio-only format. Yep, so, just our voices. You don't have to look at these beautiful mugs, although I know you want to. Yeah, so subscribe audio and, you know, sub subscribe on YouTube, subscribe uh, Apple, Spotify, Anchor if you don't have the other two. So if you, if you don't have the time to sit and watch a YouTube video, we can be in your car. We can be in your ears. Yeah. We can be anywhere. We are, <laughs> we've been proven to reduce road rage by 23%. Give it a shot. All right. Are you going to say more? No. I just wanted to say thank you to everyone who watches. We are still learning. We're trying to get better at everything. So thank you for watching this. It really does just, it, it means so, so much. So thank you for watching and listening and appreciating the conversations that we have. Thank you for being respectful. Yeah, find us on Facebook, Instagram, Parlor at VGC Pod. At VGC Pod. Yep. Consider donating on Patreon. Even a one-time donation would be cool, so we can get some cool equipment. Um, again, at VGC Pod. Yep. So. I agree with everything you said. And we just, we appreciate you regardless of whether you give or not, whether you just receive. We love you and Jesus loves you and thank you for being a part of what we're doing. Go in peace to love and serve the Lord. Sun's out, everything's bright. The blue sky's reminding me of a time when I didn't know enough to realize I'm not right. Gotta get it together before I take flight. Hey everyone, thank you so much for listening to Very Good Christian Podcast. A special thank you to Cody James MSC for the theme music you hear in this episode. For more content, check out our YouTube and Facebook pages 
titled Very Good Christian Podcast. And check out our social media pages on Instagram and Parlor at VGC Pod, as well as consider donating to our Patreon at patreon.com slash very good Christian Podcast.